0: Good afternoon everybody welcome to another edition of complete sports media and we're now on the complete media network super excited the launch is less than 20 hours away and uh, i can't wait for everyone to see all the hard work we've put in to get onto this network there's going to be sports obviously music entertainment food and beverage industry we've got comedy we've got photography Uh, family we got so many uh, different genres and subjects matter that yeah you're gonna uh, just have to make it your destination every day and uh, we are super excited to be on the network and uh, get you know starting to expand this uh, out and out and out a big vision for us and uh, yeah one of the really original guys that uh, came into the Uh, media network was Jason Cameron he joins me as always on Mondays and uh, yeah welcome him in please hey Jason how are you hey how you doing man how you doing I'm doing good doing good 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 to hear good to hear yeah it was a fun weekend uh your your weekend was pretty busy I hear
1: yeah actually you know what I I was able to like leave my apartment which was nice, nice see people which nice. was again, nice. So, you know, like it it, it was good, it was a good weekend. Like That's I great. saw human beings, which was good. I uh, I thought of you a couple of times this weekend,
0: uh, obviously watching basketball uh, quite often think of you, but uh, one of the things that came to mind with you was how I was eating like a king lately. I don't know uh, exactly why this has happened, but my girlfriend's mother has been cooking so many meals and sending them over to me and i am just being like blown away just blown 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 away i am eating like an absolute king and i i know how important food is to you please tell our viewers and listeners um uh, what your relationship
1: with food is like okay so so basically i'm a fan like like i'm, I'm like a, i'm like a big huge fan of food <laughs> yeah i love it so much and i love it especially when somebody else makes it for me <laughs> and i don't have to make it myself right. and I, I i gotta tell you i appreciate anybody that uh, steps up into that kitchen goes on that stove and is able to make a nice meal yeah. for me yeah you know?
0: okay yeah i i always knew you were a big fan of that uh, and it, it was uh very apparent that uh, you you loved when somebody cooked for you so yeah you came to mind uh yeah I hope it keeps coming I don't know what I've done to deserve this but she just keeps making an extra meal for me she cooks for the family and then one for me and I haven't even seen her for a few weeks until she came over this weekend and I'm like holy cow like thanks so much for all these dinners you've been sending me oh this has been such a great incredible variety and and uh i appreciate it so much and she was she she seemed very pleased that i was so happy and uh, so hopefully they keep on coming
1: yeah or or what would be better maybe she makes two you know if i come <laughs> over maybe i share okay. in this bounty of food that you get yeah okay i'll
0: have to i'll have to suggest that to her uh i remember i always i always knew you were a fan of food but I remember when we started uh, in the movie industry uh, early on together, and and I uh, remember having a conversation with you, and and you looked over at me, and I'm pretty sure there was some tears in those eyes, and you said, "Holy cow, they feed us so good! And Oh man, I I, do, I think I would even forego the the pay sometimes for
1: the food they give us." Do you remember the conversation we had? Yes, I do. I remember the, the, the pure joy that I had. That's why tears were rolling down my cheeks because it was such a, such a joyful thing. Yeah. I had no idea that they would provide food for you or to the amount that they provided food for you. Yeah. So I, 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 I clearly remember after a while, people be like, well, where's Jason? He's at craft services. Have you checked craft services? He's probably at craft services. eat like he- <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I've got that reputation around the work too yeah everybody knows how much I love food Uh, this COVID thing has put a little bit of a crimp in in the uh, situation Uh, definitely hasn't been as nice but uh, for so many years there man just eating like a king and you know uh, just endless amounts of food it's always there and uh, I knew that you know if there was ever a little lag in the day I could go and get myself some food
1: Yes, exactly. And it, it's it's just so nice. It's just so nice to be able to keep pecking or just having something to eat constantly throughout the day because we do work hard enough oh, that man. we should have something provided as they do.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree.
1: Yeah. So as I mentioned, we're on the
0: complete media network. We're going to in a second go on to the websites and get a A sense of uh, what we're doing here and uh, the network that we're a part of. Uh, I do want to just mention a couple things. I know you're not a huge uh, racing fan, but did you hear and see that the Indianapolis 500 had 40% capacity, the largest crowd in the world since the pandemic hit? Uh,
1: Did you hear how many people were there? I did not hear but I'm curious to see how many people they packed into the stands, and also too, could you tell me whereabouts was it held again? Indianapolis 500 in Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the world's uh, probably still the world's most famous race, and uh, the uh, the crowds get just astronomical there. They could only fit in forty percent capacity, they said. So there was hundred and thirty-five thousand people there.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh wow, the states That's, are very uh, good at go big or go home.
0: <laughs> no kidding. So yeah. to me, that sounds like I didn't do the math, but I think that must be three hundred thousand people if it's full capacity. Uh just imagine the logistics of putting on a race of this size and getting three hundred thousand people in there, and uh they but. It looked it looked super packed in, and you know on the 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 main stretch they have uh, stands on both sides. It looked super packed in to me. Uh, I don't know where they how they figured them, only forty percent capacity. I don't know why or how, but but one hundred thirty five thousand people still was huge, really really loud, and and these I could tell these racers were just excited beyond belief. They had been racing in front of nobody for. A year over a year and you know to suddenly have that type of crowd there it, it energized it and it was super fun to watch
1: well i i can imagine so because i think the biggest crowd before that was the boxing match right that only had about 73 to seventy-four thousand. so right. yeah that is a lot of people <laughs> <It's> a lot <laughs> yeah. of people man and we yeah. haven't seen a crowd like that for a long time
0: I think a lot of American states are just like, well, we're done with this, forget it, you know, we don't, we don't consider this COVID thing a thing anymore, uh, you know, let's just get people back going and uh, I've seen it in, you know, some of the basketball arenas, a lot of the hockey arenas, uh, we're seeing it, it, you know, in certain sports coming back, coming back, but 135,000, just, it just blew me away that uh, they were allowed to bring that many and that many people came and uh you know put on uh, just had a great
1: weekend i guess yeah they they do I, but again i i don't know man i i look at these numbers and i think is that too soon i i don't know i don't know anymore uh, because i guess these states are just like well no it's not too soon because everybody's vaccinated which is actually not true doesn't mean that vaccinations are available doesn't mean that everybody got vaccinated you know what I mean? So, you, you can't tell me that all oh, one hundred thirty five thousand people that were there in the arena that eighty even eighty percent of them have been vaccinated. You can't tell me that. You know, like so. Okay, sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the uh, the winner of the race was Elio Castro Neves. That was his fourth Indianapolis five hundred uh, uh, win, and he joined. Three other drivers that have four wins. Nobody's got five. Rick Mears, Al Unser, and A.J. Foyt. Uh, He is 46 years old. He only is a part-time driver now, and he went into two races this year, and he's won them both. So there's a lot of talk about him getting back into a full-time ride and, and going on. And when he was on the podium and he was talking to the media, he said, Hey, some of the, us old guys are really proving that we still got it. Uh, look at Tom Brady. Look at Phil Mickelson. These old guys are showing these young guys uh, a lesson or two. And, you know, look out. Uh, we're still coming. It was pretty hilarious to hear.
1: Oh, well, yeah. and He's not wrong. He, he absolutely is not wrong. There's a lot of old guys that can still get it done just like himself. So uh, congrats to him because, He's actually, he's actually making it look a little too easy because he's like, no, I got a real job. This is just something I do for fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just my
0: side gig. I compete everybody on my side gig. Yeah. I haven't got in the car for a few months, but yeah, I'll give it a shot and kick your ass. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. Hey, would you look at that?
1: It won again. Oh man.
0: The other big event that happened this weekend was Saturday night, uh, Toronto, Montreal, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The first time they have met in the playoffs since 1979. Huge history before that. Uh, Lots of great rivalry in the regular season, but haven't met in the playoffs for this long. Uh, The momentum has been building, building, building. Toronto roared out to a three games to one lead, and everybody thought, okay, Montreal's done, this is over. Uh, Montreal's won the last two games in overtime to stave off elimination and force a game seven tonight. And this could be the most widely watched hockey game in Canadian history, maybe the world. Uh, some of those Olympic games, some of those other games, obviously, would have garnered a ton of attention. But Toronto-Montreal, two original six franchises, the two most successful franchises in Canada still have fans across this entire nation uh this is gonna be a big event and uh, people are are just going crazy around the country for this game uh, that happens today at four o'clock
1: I can see why because it's been a long time especially for Toronto since they've won a cup like so long that I don't know when that was like I, 1967. I yeah, man, so I should not know when that was because that was way before I was born. So that's, that's the suffering that the Maple Leaf fans have gone through up until this point. And then, and then Montreal, like you said, it's just the original six team and uh, they've been good for a long time. They've been uh, important to the NHL for a long time and they've had fans for a long time. So you have these longtime fans on both sides that are just like, this is it, this is, this is it, this is our chance. And especially for if you're a Maple Leaf fan, you're just like, come on, we were up three games. We're up three to one. We, we can't lose. We can't lose. So maybe this is possibly maybe the one of the greatest games you've ever seen. Maybe it goes in a double overtime.
0: Yeah maybe let's hope like that. Yeah let's let's hope. Uh, I don't know if um, a lot of guys' hearts are gonna be able to take it if it does, but uh, the excitement level is building. Toronto hasn't won a playoff round since 2004 which is a freaking long time ago their uh one of their top players austin matthews was six years old the last time the leafs advanced past the first round uh they've imploded and lost out in the first round four years in a row uh they've assembled in an amazingly great talented team and uh, for some reason they they've got some type of curse in toronto that uh, just doesn't allow them to have this playoff success. They have a lot of regular season success. They seem to just keep building and getting that top-level talent there. They are the richest organization in hockey by far, and they have far-reaching fans. You, you go to any arena around Canada for sure, and there are Leaf fans in there. A lot of American cities too, the Leaf fans go there and, and travel well. Uh, this game on Saturday was the first game in Canada that allowed fans into the building. They only allowed 2,500 fans. And guess what that did? That what drove it- prices skyrocketing to the moon. The cheapest tickets were somewhere in the range of $1,500. Some people were paying $10,000 a seat to be in that arena. And it was the first game probably in Canadian history where there was almost no Leaf fans and they were being booed mercilessly in a road building. You come here to Rogers Arena, you go to a lot of arenas around Canada and there are so many Leaf fans there that they almost drown out the local fans. But uh, it was amazing to see fans finally back here 2500 was social distance. I was pretty impressed. They definitely had uh distance between the fans, but they probably all don't have a voice today because they were loud. Loud loud
1: loud. It was yep. awesome. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. And also too like I guess we don't we don't do it like they do down south. We, we kind of take our time. instead of just rush everybody back and be like, it's all good. Everybody get back in. No, man, we're going to take our time with that. And I'm I'm glad to see that, glad to hear about it. But of course, people are going to be loud because we haven't been able to see a sporting team or a sporting event in this country up until that point. So, yeah, people are going to be pretty excited. It's an exciting exciting thing to be a part of. And you should be excited because he's paid a lot of money to be there. So, yes.
0: And luckily, it went into overtime, so they got a little more for their money. Uh, It was pretty great. Um, The Leafs asked the Ontario government if they could have fans in their building for the game tonight. Uh, They asked to have only vaccinated healthcare workers there, and the Ontario government said no. Uh, I felt a little sad to hear that, but I'm glad that, uh, you know, they're putting public health first in so many of these situations 135,000 fans no they're not they're not looking at the public health situation uh here yes they're they saying no okay we're not quite ready yet you know even though it'll be great uh no we we don't approve of this yet and so it'll be a quiet building but the energy will probably be all over this country uh it's gonna be fun i'm I'm hoping to watch it with some people and get a real vibe going on. I I have a Leafs bar in my neighborhood, and uh, so I go there. I've been there when they've lost. Last year, when they lost and got knocked out, um, it was a somber, somber, somber place. Uh, You didn't want to be there when they lost, but it was fun while the game was going on. Uh, I think you want to hit the road immediately if they don't pull this win off.
1: You should, you should. And also too, like if you're cheering for the other team and if you're in a Leafs bar, you probably don't want to rub in their face. Probably probably don't want to do that either. That'd probably be a bad, bad idea. Very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: You just reminded me of one night um, or one afternoon I was down at the the penthouse bar down in our city. And uh, they had opened up the bar to uh, watch the playoff game between the Raiders and the Patriots. And the owner um, uh, of the penthouse, uh, Danny Filippone, I believe his name is, uh, he is a huge Raiders fan. And he uh, threw a big party, he put on the big screen, the game, and I would say 99.9% of the people in there were Raiders fans, amazingly enough. And, but I was cheering for the Patriots. I don't know why. I'm not a Patriots fan. I, I was just kind of wanting them to win over the Raiders. But I, didn't, I did not utter a peep through that entire game. Uh, and it was the tuck the, uh, rule game, if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man it was super loud and really fun and going off really great until that actually happened where Tom Brady was uh, going back he fumbled the ball uh they said he was tucking it back in it wasn't called a fumble Patriots ended up winning the game um man it got a little rough in there I uh, I smiled a couple times and then I stopped smiling and then I put my head down a little bit (laughs) tonight I cowered in the corner happy but not happy and uh but it was uh it was
1: a funny 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 event well of course because let's be honest it was a fumble that was a fumble and it should have been ruled a fumble everybody knows it was a fumble and the Raiders fans definitely knew it got screwed again and Tom Brady, that, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of Tom Brady. Of, I get to get away with stuff that normal people can't get away with. I get to do things to make sure I win. And Bell, Bill Belichick, my coach, is right behind me. We'll inflate balls. We'll deflate balls. We'll do tuck stuff. Yeah, man, but we win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it was. That was, uh, you know, early days um, for that Patriots dynasty. And um yeah, who knows what would have happened if the Raiders had have knocked them off. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, history. You can't go back and change history, but it was a, uh, it was a night where, yeah, I learned to, uh, yeah, just cheer for the, ho- the home team and the team everybody was going for. And I'll be doing that tonight if I get together with the uh, Leaf fans in the neighborhood here. Uh, yeah, self-preservation. Uh, I've had to do it in football stadiums. Uh, you know, I entered into that black hole uh, in Oakland before and uh, yeah I was not cheering for the Chargers that I was there to see I was a Raiders fan that day as far as anybody ever knew
1: (laughs) smart move smart move my friend very smart (laughs) yeah
0: yeah there's uh there's places you definitely don't want to be cheering for the the home team um speaking of that there have been a lot of controversy lately uh most of these NBA arenas didn't have fans until very recently. Uh, the the energy and the atmosphere was tough to get going. Uh, you and I enjoyed the, the the games in the bubble, and you know, really thought it was very highly competitive basketball and fun to watch. But when these fans started coming into these arenas, uh, the electricity, the atmosphere, the energy was just returned. It was, um, you know, th- that phrase: "You don't know what you got until it's gone." Uh, was was very apparent. And I was like, wow, this is uh, unbelievable. I, I didn't realize how much it would lift up these teams. We saw an MSG. These, these games uh, were just so fun. You, they would show crowd shots. They'd show spike. They'd show famous people having fun. But it has suddenly crossed the line here now where fans are throwing things at the players We've seen incidents happened in the past week that weren't happening, obviously, when no fans were there. And so I, I hope that these, you know, idiots that are entering these buildings uh, calm down, just enjoy the game, make it fun. But um, they've really crossed a line here. And it's, it's unfortunate because we were re- well, most of us are really excited to see fans back, but there are these guys that are throwing things at these
1: athletes, spitting on them. It's it's been crazy. Yeah, it, it it's the spitting incident, especially super disgusting. No nobody nobody deserves to be spit on. Period. No. Right? There's, there's nobody, and that no. happened to Trey Young in MSG Arena, and it's very like it puts the NBA in a very difficult situation because LeBron James was immediately immediately out on Twitter saying NBA has got to do something about that. You allowed fans back into the building. That means you're gonna have great fans and you're gonna have very, very bad fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get the good and the bad. The NBA will try to do their best to try to make sure that there's harsh, um, there's harsh penalties for anybody that crosses the line. And I think what those guys did was a very good start, which was you're banned and you're banned from ever coming to the arena or going to any games or any events in said arena. Now, to hopefully to enforce that ban, that they, they have the driver's license number, they, they they have their face to know yeah. who they're talking to and to make sure that that person will never enter their premises ever again. Mm-hmm. Right? Because as Shaq was saying, if you don't show their face, they, they, they can still there's still wiggle room for them to try to manage to weasel their way back in. Right. And I love what he was trying to get at, which is, we need to publicly shame these people. Yeah. We need them to show their face so that they know and so that their family members or friends will be like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Yeah. Aren't you there to have fun? What is, what's fun with doing that? Like, And especially now the consequences are you don't get to see another game again. That's great. Or you get an arrest record. Double grade. Like, no, man. Just go to the games, enjoy seeing these these premier athletes do their thing have fun go home like that, that's all you got to do man that's all you got to do yeah i mean all of us that
0: have, are sports fans and have been to live events have seen you know people drinking too much people acting like yahoos we've seen you know the streakers we've seen you know things that, that cross the line a little bit but um i don't know for some reason recently it's just been getting really bad and and too many incidents right away Uh, The one um, yesterday from MSG was the the guy threw a water bottle after Kyrie Irving had stepped on the logo and smushed it a little bit. Um, I think that was wrong for Kyrie to do. I don't think he needed to add insult to injury. They had beat them fair and square and, you know, walk off the court as a, you know, humble winner. Uh, I think he crossed the line, Uh, but the guy threw a water bottle at him as he was en- exiting the building, and um, I saw him get arrested, banned for life from the building. He was a Boston guy, though. He was wearing a Kevin Garnett Boston shirt, so I'm not sure if he lives in Boston or is he New Yorker, just uh, you know, transplant from from New England area. But um, Kyrie crossed the line, but obviously this guy, you know, went way over the line, and you know, I'm glad he got arrested and it was exited out of the building.
1: Yeah, like like Kyrie took a page out of Terrell Owens book by doing that stuff with like the logo and stuff and did the disrespect and everything else. Yes. I, I kind of get why he did that. I do. But at the same time, it was kind of like, as, as Charles Barkley said, it was just completely unneeded. It was unnecessary. Right. But for the fan to throw the water bottle in response to that, well, you can't have that. You 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 definitely cannot have that happen. So Ah, I I just hope that the fans kind of get the idea to just, I don't know, conduct yourself with respect. Act right. That's all you got to do. Just go to the games. Enjoy the games. Have fun. Have a couple beverages. Not go over the limits. And then go home safe. That's all you got to do, man. It's a very, very simple. Sounds simple.
0: Should be. Let's hope um, that's the last of the incidents we'll see in this playoff run. And, uh, yeah, there'll be, uh, yeah, definitely people will realize, yeah, I'm here to have fun. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to be banned from here. I'd like to come back to for some other games. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the last of it. Um, unfortunately, Russell Westbrook has been a target. I couldn't believe all the incidents I saw. They did a little compilation, and he's he's been in a lot of altercations with um, – uh, fans uh, in a different arenas, all over the place. Um, did you see that compilation yourself?
1: I did not see the compilation, but here's the one thing that I'm very proud about. Russell Westbrook that he hasn't gone run our test and said, time to take matters into my own hands. Yeah. Right, start right. destroying fans. <laughs> like at <laughs> yeah. least he hasn't gone to that, gone to that place because some of the stuff that he's had to deal with, no player should have to deal with that. And on multiple occasions all the time with him, no man, you shouldn't have to deal with that. So him speaking up—that's absolute. That's an absolute. He should be speaking up because it's happened to him way too many times.
0: Uh, let's get into some of the series and some of the games uh, that came through this weekend. Uh, the one I fr- want to start off first is the Lakers Suns series, uh, tied at two after the Suns won one hundred to ninety-two yesterday. Uh, the Lakers received a huge blow. And you and I have talked about this uh, a lot this year. The Lakers um, uh, have had LeBron James and Anthony Davis uh, on the shelf many, many, many games this year. And Anthony Davis uh, was hurt. It looks like a left groin strain, they call it. Uh, He um, got hurt in the first half, didn't return for the second half. Uh, Highly questionable if he can play next game, uh, the rest of the series, I would think. Uh, One thing came to mind after I saw it and after I heard the, you know, inside the NBA guys talking about and it's uh, Shaq saying, well, there's there's playing hurt and there's playing injured. Are you injured or are you hurt? Where do you cross the line there? A lot of us are old men. And when you see a basketball player walk into a room, you know that he has put his body through a lot of stuff over his years. And he's played hurt, uh, not necessarily injured, but played hurt. So do we see Anthony Davis back this next game? Do we see him back this series? Uh, I guess that's the ultimate question, but uh, where do you, th- where do you think this
1: is going to end up? Here's the thing, man. Like, honestly, I believe Davis itself. And here's why. Here's the thing. His past history, he has had so many, freaking injuries because he's injury broke like he he just his body is kind of fragile at this moment in time so let's say hurt or injured as Shaq would put it he gives it a go anyways what if he makes it worse and now he can't play in the playoffs at all right you know what I mean I would with with Davis and with his injury history I would err on the side of caution keep him out for a game and see how his groin reacts after a game. I would do that because knowing his past, knowing the fact that if I put him out there, I could lose him potentially for the rest of the playoffs, period. Not just a series, all the playoffs. I don't play him, man. I don't play him. I don't take that risk. I don't but think- can the
0: Lakers win without him?
1: I thought maybe they could have had a chance until I saw Chris Paul play the way that he did last night. And he kept saying, I'm back, I'm back. Because he definitely was not right the previous two games before because of that crazy, the way that he even injured himself, that crazy shoulder contusion that he suffered and just how bad it actually was. But obviously, the Suns' medical staff is excellent. They've managed to get him back right, and he looked fantastic. So I would say now that Paul seems like he's back to at least 90% of himself, no. The, the Lakers need AD to win this series. And if he's not there, LeBron will do LeBron things, but he still needs his, his guy to help him assist in a win. He needs that guy. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, injured or
0: hurt, uh, man, he was hurt seriously bad. You could tell uh, he was losing the handle uh, when he was dribbling. He was, um, yeah, definitely not right. You could see it in his play and the way he passed, the way he was handling the ball. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think he's ninety percent. I think uh, you're overshooting. Uh, I think he's he's less than that. But he's a guy that's um, a warrior. Has been through so many of these series in his career and uh, he needs to be there they took they said to him we're holding you out and he said no you're not and uh, made sure that he played that game and they've tied this series now and uh, now Phoenix has got this home court advantage uh, I think they're going to be able to knock the Lakers off and uh, this is going to be a monumental uh, thing that we're going to look back on for years and years and realize that LeBron brought AD over. They were supposed to be winning championship after championship, and they will not be defending it this year.
1: Yeah. I'm, I always gave the Suns a lot of credit where maybe a lot of others didn't because they're a very good team. They're a very good up-and-coming. They got great young players along just with the right sprinkling of veterans in on that team. Like, the Suns are really, really good. And it was unfortunate when Paul got injured the way that he did, because now you're like, it happened. And I felt bad because it happened to him again. Because you remember that run with Houston where he, they could have and they probably should have made it to the finals, but he well, blew his hands. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, how could this happen to this dude again? But maybe with the way that he's changed his diet, the way that he takes care of his body, the way that he now conducts himself when it comes to playing the game that he loves – has actually contributed to the fact that he's recovered quicker than maybe he normally would have from this just very crazy situation of how he even got that injury in the first place. I think all of those things have actually benefited him so that now that you see the results from the last game where he actually looked not injured for once and he played very well with 18 points and nine assists. Well, they uh, spread the scoring around
0: there. You, you, it used to be just Booker would get 50, 40, 50 points and then nobody else. Uh, but they spread the scoring around. There was six guys in double figures. Uh, and I've been super impressed with DeAndre Ayton. That guy has been probably the best player in this entire series from game one to, through game four. Uh, and, and being such a young guy, nobody knew if he'd be able to step up and, and play with that against that really strong front court of the Lakers. He's looked amazing.
1: No, he has looked amazing. But the one thing that I've been really struck by is his steady play. He's been, he's been consistent with his play and with his effort. And, uh, that's what they, that's what the Suns have to count on. They have to count on their big man to be consistent. And he has been that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, The other series that's 2-2 is the other LA team, the Clippers uh, against the Mavericks. And uh, the Mavs have looked great at times. Um, Yesterday, they got beat by 25, though, 106-81. And, uh, yeah, looked thoroughly overmatched. Uh, Luka Doncic has some type of neck injury that's really hampering him and causing him a lot of pain. I can tell that he's been grimacing and wincing Um, I hope they're able to get him back to 100% because he's so fun to watch when he's fully healthy. Uh, Where do you see this series now shifting? Do you see that the uh, Clippers have now taken taken over the momentum and uh, uh, the Mavericks are history?
1: Yeah, the Clippers have taken over the momentum because the Mavericks had a chance. They had a chance in game three to take it away and crush the Clippers' soul. They had a chance in that game three. At game three, they came out absolutely on fire. Yeah. On fire, man. Like, like Luca must have hit four threes. I don't think he missed a shot until the sixth shot. Like they were absolutely flamethrowing. But here's the thing that I still can't believe. Kawhi and Paul George matched that. They did they, they they literally didn't miss for the rest of the game. They were incredible. I couldn't believe it. Like, that was a must-win game, and their two players, they showed up beyond showing up. They were they exceeded anything that you could have ever thought that you needed from those two for that game. And then speaking of Kawhi, their leader, last three games, including game two, that they lost against the Mavs. So game two, three, and four, Kawhi has been shooting over 70% from field goal. man, averaging 35 points per game. He has done everything in his power to make sure that we're going forward. And so and when you have your superstar playing like that and with George following his lead by not settling for jump shots anymore, that was the most I've seen those two drive probably all year. They just kept constantly putting pressure on the Mavs defense and attacking, attacking, attacking. They're in attack mode, both those guys. And you've seen the difference. And then also, too, with the defensive pressure that they've upped now and the fact that Luca is now playing hurt, and you can definitely tell that he's being hampered by that injury. And it's it's some sort of weird nerve damage that I have no idea how he suffered that injury. But, man, you can tell it's definitely affecting his play. And he's getting no help, though. from these last two losses, where is Pazingas? What is he doing? Like, where are you, man? Like, this is one of those times that dude has to step up. My guy is hurt. I gotta have his back, and he hasn't done that yet. And I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can.
0: Uh, I feel like he's too slight a frame. I just don't feel like he is willing to go into the tough areas, willing to fight for you know his spaces. I think he's just too small. Uh, Skinny a frame, not enough, uh, you know, muscle on him. Uh, I don't think he has that heart and and will. And, yeah, I I haven't seen much from him after he left New York. Really, I haven't been super impressed uh, since he's been with the Mavs. Uh, He's got the height. He's got the ability to shoot out at distance. But, you know, I think a big man like that should be getting a lot of rebounds, getting a lot of second chance points, uh, really, you know, getting those high percentage shots and, and he's not never really there.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, I I, I completely agree with you. He's just it, it's like he's lost a step or several steps. Yeah. For sure. uh, or his body just will not react the way that he needs it to react anymore. I I don't know what it is, but I wish he could figure out to help Luca out because somebody's got to help that dude out right now. Somebody has to.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it uh, pans out. But you're right. Um, Kawhi and, and Paul George, these last two games, they've both been just uh, phenomenal, uh, really, really accurate shooting. Um, very, very. Kawhi is just a force, and he's shown why he's been MVP of the playoffs um, on a couple of occasions. And, and, and you know, is one of the reasons why they, they talk about the Clippers as being a, a front runner to, to win the title. So, Finally, both of them are hitting on all cylinders, playing super well together. And I think the Mavericks are in big trouble now. So uh, let's move on to uh, another series. The, uh, the Brooklyn Nets yesterday set a franchise record with 141 points, beating the Celtics in game four, taking a three games to one lead now. 141-126. Uh, this was just an offensive explosion. Uh, absolutely incredible to watch. First time two Brooklyn Nets have ever scored more than 35 points on the same team, same game. Kevin Durant had 42 and Kyrie Irving had 39 and 11 rebounds. Um, Man, we've been waiting for these guys to come together and see this amazing offensive explosion. Only eight times they played together uh, before the playoffs, finally uh, hitting on all cylinders. And man, it's fun to watch this kind of basketball
1: and, And they were really dynamic last game. Yeah, they were. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna also throw in that Harden had 23 points and 18 assists. All (laughs) right, yeah. So, with three players scored over 100 points for the Nets, three players and one player, Harden, took a step back. (laughs) So that's the problem that you have when you play face these guys. Three players scored over 100 points, and there were still 40 points scored by the rest of the team. That's a yeah. really hard team to play against. And I want to add, the only reason why the Celtics won their one game is because Jason Tatum had to have a 50-point outburst yeah. to beat these guys. 50 points. Well, he, he had the one. He only scored 40 in this one. Why they didn't win, I guess. <laughs> but it, it's 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 just not fair. It, it's not. They have a plethora of offensive weapons for the Nets, and the Celtics just don't have enough. Especially with the fact that Jalen Brown is out with an injury.
0: That was that was a huge blow to them. They're yeah losing Jalen Brown, and then Kemba Walker couldn't play this game, so that was another really big blow. They had to have Marcus Smart in there, Evan Fournier. Uh, and 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 Romeo Langford uh, started for them Uh, they also lost um, Robert Williams to injury to this game and so their front court was um, hurt as well so uh, yeah it's too bad Boston's um, yeah injury troubles have reared their ugly head Uh, man Jason Tatum was phenomenal in that game where he put the whole team on his back and scored 50 and willed them to win but uh, he doesn't have enough of a, a assembly, enough of a, a, a running crew that he's going to be able to take down Brooklyn. And uh, I think it's probably over in five, and uh, yeah, Boston will have to go home. Uh, everybody expected Brooklyn to pull this off, but, you know, when you, you see things good on paper. You, we wondered how they're going to share this basketball. How are three guys going to be able to do it? James Harden has taken that step back facilitated and now these two scorers are elite level and yeah wow look out uh, uh this eastern conference has a uh, a real big title contender and uh, they finally have gelled in my opinion
1: yeah they they've gelled but the thing that i'm really looking forward to once this series is over the net celtics is the next series nets bucks now you want you want to talk about heavyweights you want to talk about the best of the best going at each other? That's the series to watch. That'll, that'll definitely be the series to watch. I can't wait to see that. Were you surprised that they swept the Heat? No, I was not surprised that the Bucks swept the Heat. Here's why. It seemed to me throughout the entire course of that particular series, the Heat could not find offensive rhythm at all, whatsoever. And I don't blame Jimmy Butler. He didn't have a great series, but neither did anybody else on the freaking heat. Everybody played poorly. Nobody played well. And I loved the defense that the Bucks incorporated against Bam because they realized that there's some shortcomings, slight shortcomings with Bam's game. And so they used what Giannis always has to face against defenses, which is a wall. They walled up Bam. And then they, and then that limited his offensive production that he could give to the team. And then that also, it was just like a, it was like a domino effect. It just began to affect everything else that the Heat tried to run and try to do. So, uh, and like I said before, the Bucks are not the same Bucks from last year. Drew Holiday, as I pointed out before, is one of the main differences. And then also too, I forget, PJ Tucker. They got, the, got this element of toughness, along with uh, Portis as well. They got toughness now. They can make stops. They're defensively solid, especially when you have two defensive stoppers on, this, on the court at the same time with Giannis and Drew Holiday. Like, they're a different team and they're a better team. And you could tell from this series. Yeah, you, could, you sure could. Yeah, I was surprised um,
0: that uh, so many of the Heat players went cold. Uh, they got that great experience last year, running all the way to the finals. I thought um, that experience, they'd be able to get, you know, be able to... Uh, use that as motivation and get them farther. Um, Yeah, I was really surprised to see Bam struggle most of the games. The last game, he got 20 and 14, which was good numbers. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a triple-double in that last game, but uh, nobody else has been stepping up. Uh, I've been really shocked at how poorly Tyler Hero has been. Uh, We saw one good game from Duncan Robinson. He hasn't been hitting his outside shot. Kendrick Nunn has been pretty non-existent until this last game. He got 18 points, but, uh, yeah, just not bringing it. Uh, too many guys just not uh, stepping up and, and having a good series. And and uh, the Bucks are, uh, yeah, the Bucks are, are resting. They have, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're waiting for their next opponent. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, who knows who it's going to be? It's not uh, figured out yet, but uh, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, another series, it's tied. Uh, Two games apiece as the Blazers and the Nuggets. Um, This series has been fun to watch. Um, Great uh, offensive weapons on both sides. Um, And the Blazers uh, have had a couple off games, but uh, when they're on, they're uh, very, very tough to beat.
1: Yeah, they are very, very tough to beat. The one thing that stood out to me in this particular game that I still can't believe, uh, Dame, only had like two points and they crushed them. <laughs> they crushed them. Uh, another thing that, that uh, stood out to me in this game because it happened before and the Nuggets lost Joker, 16 points, nine rebounds, one assist. Last time he had one assist, they lost as well. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's a big deal. Plan. That's a big yeah. deal, man, because, now that you've seen that happen twice, maybe that's the way that you have to shut this team down: is to limit the amount of assists that he gets. But very hard to do because the Nuggets weren't even hitting their shots, anyways. So, so if you if the, if the others can't step up for the Nuggets, I believe the Joker will do what he needs to do. But if the others don't hit shots, they're not going to win, and they're not going to win this series. It's been proven. I keep seeing that. Like, if it happens again, they're going to lose again. If he has only one to two assists, they're going to lose again. And also, too, that was a gift that the Trailblazers gave him, or Dame did, because he's not going to score just two points again in this series. That's not going to be a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I was shocked at how poor
0: uh, the outside shooting uh, was for for Denver. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had three points in that game. He's supposed to be the guy that steps up. In Jamal Murray's absence, he's supposed to be that secondary scorer. Aaron Gordon uh, supposed to bring a lot of this uh, leadership as a veteran. Uh, They only played him 18 minutes for some reason. He only got six points and four boards. Um, Really not a factor at all. Uh, So many of the guys, uh, Austin Rivers had a good game three, but uh, really wasn't a big factor in in game four. Uh, Some of their bench players got a few points, but um, man, the starters were really lacking for the nuggets and, uh, Norm Powell finally, uh, went off, uh, had a really big game, 29 points. Great to see. Uh, he's had a hard time adjusting to figuring out how to get the ball. Uh, obviously CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, uh, you know, get the most attention and the most shots, uh, drawn up for them. Uh, but, uh, good to see Norm finally have a really good offensive game and get 29 points and, uh, contribute to the, this victory.
1: Yeah. And also, too, just to show that, you know, that, that's a, that's another threat that can just pop up on the Trailblazers' team that you have to be concerned with because he has the ability to go off. He does. And then that's where the points came. If it wasn't coming from Dame, those points had to come from somewhere. And it came from Norm Powell this time. And so that's what I'm talking about, where a team has to pick up sometimes for the superstar the superstar's not having a great game. And then somebody did for the Trailblazers in this Particularly respect, and it was Norm Powell with 29 points.
0: And uh, great to see Carmelo Anthony in there. He's contributing. He's uh, getting some uh, yeah good shots and and looking uh, rejuvenated. Um, I I think every time I I think of Carmelo Anthony, I think of him uh, coming in uh, second behind LeBron James in the draft, uh, going to Denver, and uh, uh, there was some. People questioning, should it be Carmelo Anthony or LeBron James? And and, and uh, it's pretty shocking to think that there was anybody ever thinking Carmelo. But uh, often when he scores baskets, uh, he is actually passing some of the greats of all time in in points and, and scoring. And, uh, you know, it's great to see him. Uh, you know, he was thrown to the scrap heap. Didn't look like his career was going to uh, have any more you know, any more life to it, and uh, he's been able to come in and be a really good complementary piece.
1: Yeah, but also, too, he had to have a difference in perspective because he wasn't a starter anymore, and then that was one of the reasons why he was out of the league for so long because he just refused to take the role coming off the bench until finally he did, and now he's able to extend his career because he was able to finally change his perspective on what he can and should be able to provide for a team. So so that, that took some maturity on his part to get to that point. And now look at where he is. Now he's on a great team with great players and has a chance to possibly go to the second round.
0: Yeah, he sure does. Uh, okay, why don't we uh, just touch briefly on the other series. Uh, the Hawks are up three games to one on the Knicks. I think uh, most people thought the Knicks were going to be able to uh, take this series. I don't think they gave the Hawks as much credit as they should have. And Trey Young has been just unbelievable in this series. He has really, really stepped up and shown that he's one of the elite guards in this league, one of the top players. And the Knicks have had their struggles. Julius Randle hasn't played to the way he was playing in the season. Um, but, uh, man, the Atlanta's looking great and, uh, yeah, forced to be reckoned with for, for, the, for the Knicks.
1: Yeah, I, I look at the difference between these two teams I believe, is that the Knicks have a hard time scoring. You can just see, like, like whenever they run their offensive sets, they struggle to score. It, it's very hard for them to score, where on the other side of the ball, Atlanta just seems to have a much easier time scoring because I think they have a lot more scoring options than the Knicks actually do. And I think that's – it's becoming more and more apparent as the series goes on. And, and with the fact that Trey Young – is growing up in front of our eyes. He's becoming more of a mature point guard. He's knowing game situations on what to do and what not to do. When to pass the ball, when to get his teammates involved and when to take over. Like he's learning that now and he couldn't have a better coach to coach him through that with Nate McMillan, being a former defensive specialist guard from the Seattle Supersonics. He couldn't actually have a better mentor for that. And you can see that it's paying it's paying off it's paying dividends right now
0: yeah and uh he's becoming a villain in new york it's amazing uh reggie miller was probably the biggest villain uh, you know in our lifetime uh, in new york but uh he's uh he's having a lot of fun with it uh, you know that spitting incident was just horrible luckily he didn't um, you know notice it at the time right away and it didn't affect him any but uh he's having fun with it and I don't know if, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting this next game in New York. If Atlantic can, uh, you know, rip their hearts out and, and finish them off, uh, it's going to be a fun
1: game to watch. It is going to be a fun game to watch. And I'm going to say this. I think the fans will be on better behavior <laughs> yeah. this time around going forward. I, I, think, I think the message has been sent loud and clear that that kind of behavior will not, tolerated whatsoever. So I think you'll see better behavior. I, I know that the, the, the stadium is going to be rocking and they're going to be cheering hard for their Knicks, but that young guy is an assassin. <laughs> yeah. He really is. And so he's going to look to take their heart right from them. He's yeah. going to be coming out big. Yeah.
0: Uh, there have been some other interesting storylines, and one of them is Derek Rose having a bit of a career resurgence there. Uh, former MVP, you know, really uh, super, super, super talented guy. Uh, injury troubles like crazy in his career, and he's lost a step. But great to see him reunited with Tibbs and coming into New York, suddenly just very beloved by the fans there. Uh, they finally decided to not bring him off the bench and start him. And he, he has been that option, uh, scoring option that they needed, that they were lacking. But um, I don't know if he has enough to be able to out outgun Trey Young and be able to help these Knicks win this next game.
1: Well, I you know what for, from what Rose has contributed so far has been fantastic, and I love the fact that Tibbs is now putting him in the start starting lineup. And it's like, well, you you're going to run the show because he did give Alfred Payton a chance. He didn't see he didn't see enough. That's why Rose is in, and um, hopefully. If Rose is going to play well, then Randall absolutely has to play well, because the difference from now to the playoffs is that they did a lot of isolation ball with Randall. But what Randall's beginning to figure out is that isolation ball for the playoffs doesn't work. <laughs> they're gonna game plan for you. They're gonna they're gonna D you up so that they're just gonna take that away. And so since they've taken that away, it's now up to Randall and Tibbs to figure out other options of where to put him in so that he can be successful, put him in positions of success so that he can succeed, you know, like maybe more off ball screening and stuff like that, just to get a movement, get some sort of movement within the offense, get Matt Randall moving, cutting back doors, whatever needs to happen, but you got to get that guy on track somehow because you can't win. You're the Knicks. You can't win without Randall having great games.
0: Yeah, they become quite stagnant, and uh, he doesn't know what to do. I think once they put a wall up and uh, force him, uh, uh, he just can't. It can't seem to figure out uh, another option. So, yeah, I, I guess they're back to the drawing board. Uh, Hawks have him on the ropes, and it, it looks like the Atlanta's gonna win this, but uh, it's gonna be fun at MSG uh, tomorrow night, and um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, the Jazz and the Grizzlies are playing tonight. Uh, the late game, uh, Utah's leading two to one. Uh, this game, this series has been pretty fun, but I think, um, Grizzlies are uh, definitely a bit overmatched. Uh, they have such balanced scoring with Utah. Uh, John Morant has been phenomenal to watch and, and doing great, but uh, Utah man, uh, I can't believe uh, scoring depth uh, so far down. Even down through their bench, uh, they're looking really great.
1: Yeah, their, their offense has, as the series has gone on, has become even more efficient. Yeah. And they have guys that can just bomb away from three. And then once they start hitting their threes over and over again, all of a sudden, you're down about 15. You don't even know what happened. <laughs> you have no idea how you even got there, right? No. So I, I look at the Jazz. I think they definitely have an advantage. Um, As long as Donovan Mitchell stays healthy, because I think he's still nursing that hurt ankle for the most part, but he still looks fantastic. He looks good. And I think they're doing a great job on restricting his minutes, not overplaying him too much. And they haven't had to because the team is playing fantastic basketball. Yeah, they really are.
0: And uh, Conley must be happy uh, getting uh, li- uh, leaving Memphis. Uh, he spent a lot of years there trying to help that organization. Uh, he contributed another 27. He's been uh, a really great in, in that backcourt and, and uh, yeah, amazing complimentary piece with Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, jaw, you know, put up 27. Dylan Brooks, uh, Canadian, uh, really uh, having a fantastic season and series um he's been uh, getting to the tough places on the court to score he's a really good lethal shooter when he finds an open area and um yeah those two have been trying their best to uh will this team to win but um yeah they just don't seem to have uh you know what the the depth that the, the that the jazz have so um yeah it's it's probably going to End in about five, but uh, it, it's been a fun series to watch still.
1: It has been a fun series to watch. And then the one scoring punch the the, the Grizzlies are missing is Jaron Jackson. But I, I wouldn't have expected much from him because he's just coming off a major injury. And he still has to knock the rust off, so to speak. Kind of hard to knock the rust off in a playoff atmosphere. It really is. So I expect the jazz to go forward in this. I think they're the better team and the Grizzlies. Well, they're going to put up a good, good fight, but I don't think they have enough.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought Jonas Valanciunas had a fantastic year. He looked really good going into this, uh, had some fantastic games in the uh, play-in round, uh, but going against Rudy Gobert is just too tough. Uh, this defensive stalwart, uh, man, he just uh, clogs the middle up and uh, he's really, really, really tough to beat down there.
1: Yeah, he is. He, he swallows you up and uh, he is just, he's that rim protector, that, that last bastion of defense that they're finding very, very hard to um, overcome, especially John Morant. I just want to say, I'm going to give John Morant plenty credit though, because he's been attacking Gobert every once in a while trying to rep cram one on him crown him in particular he hasn't <laughs> yeah. got him yet but he's gotten close yeah
0: yeah you're right yeah yeah we might as well uh, go after the best and uh, yeah try to yeah put him on a poster uh get get him a little less confident and uh, yeah he I, I have seen some pretty amazing spectacular plays from him but um yeah utah's um uh, Great this year. Uh, they proved why they were the number one team in the whole league. So uh, they seem to be moving on. Uh, the final series, um, game five goes tonight. Uh, less than two hours away, the 76ers and the Wizards. Uh, no, is it? Sorry, game four tonight, game four. 3 uh, 0 Sixers over the Wizards. Uh, Russell Westbrook has been banged up, uh, left that um, last game with an ankle injury. And uh, yeah, if he doesn't play, uh, they're dead in the water. But I think, um, you know, uh, Philly's just too much. Uh, They've got such a great deep team. Uh, Embiid and Tobias Harris have looked phenomenal. And Ben Simmons is facilitating, getting rebounds, getting a few shots up. Um, Yeah, they're looking really, really, really good. And I think this
1: is probably gonna be a sweep. I think so too. Uh, The Sixers have looked better from the start against the Wizards, um, they just have a better team overall. You got like a like a bona fide MVP candidate in Embiid. Yep. You have uh, Ben Simmons, who's probably one of the best defensive players in the league, along with Thibault, who's sure. another amazing forward. There He's good. amazing to watch. So mm-hmm. you got a very defensive minded team, and then you have a guy that was snubbed as an All Star in Tobias Harris, who's been very very good this series yeah so they they just have a great team man they have a superior team and unfortunately the, the Wizards have Beal and Westbrook to the lion it's not enough it just simply is not enough
0: it's not yeah Beal has been phenomenal this year huge scorer and, and looking really fantastic but yeah they just don't they don't have the depth that they need, and uh, that's why they were one of the last teams to join the party, and uh, one be one of the first to leave the party. And uh, yeah, those elite teams are really uh, showing their strength at the top of the East: uh, the Bucks, the Sixers, and the and the Nets. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight uh, between these guys to to win the East this year. And um, yeah, we're really seeing the, the the cream of the crop emerge.
1: Yes. Yes, you are. You're seeing the cream of the crop emerge. It, it's it's just going to be a lot of fun when when these uh, teams get whittled down and we go into the second round because it, 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 it's still up for grabs. Yeah. Everything is still up for grabs. You can't say for sure who's going to be the front runner to win the whole thing because you just never know. You never know. That's why we play the game. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I've been – really loving how much inside the NBA we're getting to see how much of Charles Shaq and Kenny and, and Ernie Johnson. We uh, were, we're really blessed when the playoffs come around, uh, seeing those guys on a, just on a one day a week basis is not enough. It's been so great and, and so fun. Uh, they are up to their usual antics and uh, it's always hilarious as usual. Uh, did you see Ernie Johnson strut?
1: Back from the board when he uh, beat Kenny there the other day. Yes, yes. And I, I see Kenny. Oh, come on, man. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny needs to smarten up. He sounds a lot like Michael Johnson, always pulling up lame. He's like, oh, my doctor said I can't run yet. Come on, man. Come on, man. Can you run or not? I love it. I love it because like Ernie, as I've told you before, is my favorite guy off that panel. And when he did the strut, I'm like, oh, yeah, you show him, Ernie. You earned that one. Then he kicked his feet up on the desk. Like yeah, lost, awesome. love. Yeah.
0: They're they're uh, putting the Godfather, uh, you know, <laughs> label on him these days too. He's uh, he's getting all these great hilarious memes and tweets and stuff that are calling him <laughs> the Godfather, and uh, yeah, he's
1: he's embracing these roles quite a bit. Yeah, no, and as he should, as he should, and that's why people love watching these guys because they have fun. They have fun and they consider each other family and, and that's what uh, gives them their winning chemistry on TV, on air.
0: I love their Gone Fishing segments and uh, did you see this last one yesterday where they were in the boathouse and they, uh, they actually did a really cool set uh, that's different from the regular boat that they're trying to fish off did you see that one?
1: I missed that one. I missed that one. I missed oh, that man. one, but I did I did see I, I, I love the fact that when Charles Barkley does his guarantee, that now it's a huge thing. <laughs> you got lights <laughs> going off, confetti comes down, he fell from the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then you have and Charles in the background doing their thing. I, I I love it, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know it's amazing how many of his guarantees haven't worked out, but he still keeps putting them out there and Uh, yeah, but uh, man, they're so fun. Uh, it's been so fantastic to see, uh, you know, how much popularity they're getting as the years go by. And uh, it's going to be interesting when the NHL decides um, all the guys on their panel. Uh, TNT won the rights to broadcast a lot of the NHL games next year, and uh, Wayne Gretzky was the first guy they hired to be on the panel, so uh, that was a huge coup. Uh, when you follow hockey and you look at the analysts that are out there, uh, none of them are the greats of the game. None of them are the hall of famers. A lot of them are former goalies, defensemen, guys that were, you know, second liners, second pair of defensemen, different guys, not the superstars. This will be probably the first show um, that we see a superstar, Jeremy Roenick. Yeah, I guess you could call him a Uh, American superstar, Um, but uh, most of the broadcasts, we don't see these guys. So great to see Gretzky as the first guy that they've hired. I don't know who they're going to have an Ernie Johnson seat as the host, uh, who they're going to get the rest of the panel out, but $3 million. They're paying him for one day a week work during the regular season and then playoffs. I guess uh, we'll see how it works out, Uh, but pretty cool to see Gretzky uh, be the first guy that they signed on.
1: Yeah. It's very cool because now that they have Gretzky, other greats will be like, okay, well, if Wade's going to do it, I'll I'll think about it now. I'll think about it. doesn't mean I'll do it, but I'll think about it. And also, too, I hope whoever they have as the broadcaster to run the ship, that guy's got to be a hockey fan. Please do not take him from another uh, section of sports like football or something and have him try to do hockey. I don't want to see that. And neither do like hockey fans. We're going to need somebody that actually knows what they're talking about and has been a hockey fan from the beginning. Do that, and it should be successful. Don't take somebody else from some other sporting thing because you think he'd be great and he has the personality. It doesn't work. So I remember one time where Stephen A. Smith started trying to talk for UFC. Don't ever do that. again, Stephen A., you don't need to do that again either. You know that. It's funny. As soon as he started mentioning
0: that, I thought of Stephen A. and I. I, I wouldn't like him to be on that panel. Uh, I'd like taking him in small doses because he's so belligerent, so loud, so. Uh, and, and he, you know, is very opinionated. But when he doesn't follow that sport faithfully, I don't really want to hear somebody's opinion that I don't really, you know, think as as super credible.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're not somebody that I. That I know follows it faithfully and respects the sport the way that I do, because that's why I watch him for basketball. Because he does; that's his thing. That's what he does. UFC and mixed martial arts—that's not what he does. And it was very obvious that's not what he does. So, all I'm saying, hockey people, you're putting this together, this great show. Just make sure it runs, and you have people that are passionate about the sport. in
0: it. I'm hearing a. Uh... A funny audio change for some reason. You're oh. you're you're sounding uh, tunnel-like. Tunnel? Okay. Uh, I haven't
1: done. I don't, I don't know what to do. That's weird. Huh. Is, is
0: it is still like that. Yeah, still like that. Yeah. Okay. Just had a change. I don't know. I, nothing I touched. Uh, I wasn't touching anything. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. Touched. Uh, I want to, um, I I wanted to talk about the UFC card coming up on next Saturday, Uh, but I just, I really want to just share, uh, I want to share our website and uh, the media network that we're on. Um, Yeah, I want you to let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, This is, today is your first day getting a a look at the new website and all the gist of it. So um, yeah, I'm going to pull it up here and and uh, ask you what you think. Okay. Uh, it's hard to hear you, but uh, yeah, let me know. Uh, uh, you see the, the countdown there. We're 18 and a half hours away from the launch of the website and all the elements to it. Uh, if you scroll down, you can see Complete Sports Media is the first platform that we're uh displaying on the website then we go into travel music media entertainment media food and beverage comedy the family and friends media network business stock market and photography round out the choices so uh lots and lots and lots of great things that we're going to be able to get into with this complete media network uh yeah what are your thoughts jason um how do you like it?
1: Looks fantastic. It really does. It it, it is. It goes into branches that I did not expect. <laughs> it's very comprehensive, man, and it it. it I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the way it looks. I'm impressed with uh, how it uh, how how it's laid out. Layout is very simple and easy to get to where you want to get to. Looks fantastic. Really nice. Great to
0: hear. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're liking it. Um Yeah, it's strange the uh the audio. I don't know where that could have changed. Why it would have changed? Uh I think I know. In the way. I think I know
1: why. I think I might be because my phone is low on the battery, and
0: oh, okay.
1: I think it might have crossed the threshold, and that's why the sound did
0: that. Okay. It, sure do that, you do you want? Do you, can you plug it in? Do you want to plug it in just before we finish? Okay. I'll pull up uh, I'll pull up some of the other websites this, this is the uh, this is the complete music media website and uh, there's the countdown there we've got uh, Corey white we've got Empress Sunbow. we've got music artists from different genres we've got a nice photo gallery and uh, yeah lots of um, great things to pull up. Uh, We've, yeah, we've got uh, many websites, Uh, Complete Entertainment Media is another one. All these links will be off the main Complete Media Network page. So we've got the entertainment aspect here. Uh, And then we also have off of this particular page. Oh yeah, we've got the Complete Music Media and, We've also got the food and beverage coming off out of the complete entertainment media. Uh, as you see, there's the beverage and food components. We're going to have uh, reviews and uh, people going and giving you your the best bets for restaurants, for places for really good cocktails, beers and wines. Um, so many elements, uh, this is super exciting. We've already have uh, conducted some of the podcasts and we're going to have regular contributors in many forms so uh, yeah we're really excited here Uh, we're super happy that uh, we've been able to expand this it took a little longer than we wanted but uh, it's time consuming to get it all together Uh, but the soft launch will be tomorrow at 9 a.m and then the uh, big big splashy launch is going to be approximately a week later we I haven't got the official date yet, but uh, there'll be a soft launch and you can start uh, telling your friends and family and the people that you know uh, a little bit more about it and then start becoming a, a loyal viewer, listener, uh, a contributor even. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's starting to really come together. We're really excited. Yeah,
1: and as you should be, because that it looks fantastic and... I'm just amazed,
0: I'm amazed by how, how it's all come together. And uh, I couldn't be happier being a part of it. Yeah, well, we want you to be a huge part of it like you've already been. We, uh, we want you, if you have uh, ideas, if you have connections in some of those other categories, uh, we would love it if you uh, yeah could let uh, people know and we could get more guests. Uh, we feel that uh, this type of a forum is a really good way for people to get to know other people. Uh, they get an idea and a sense of of their personality, of the type of people they are. We can find out a lot of things about their life, and uh, we feel that uh, having podcasts, having great episodes, we can start expanding that into so many different industries. And I think uh, it can create a really good loyal following for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I I completely agree with you, especially with the fact that it's just so diversified. Something for everybody
0: here on this uh, network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to just quickly talk about our partners and sponsors uh, just before we get to the upcoming UFC. Uh, Anchor, great partner and sponsor for Complete Sports Media, fantastic at posting on multiple podcast platforms. Anchor.fm is the place to go. barrel, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology performance and value. The 350 stick is something you need if you're a player or a family member of a player. Pampas and Possibilities, they design and sell dried florals, do floral arrangements and installations. And Forever Living, the Aloe Vera Company, they grow and manufacture aloe vera-based products for health and beauty. And uh, we really thank all of them so much for all their help. Okay, Uh, we're running kind of late, so let's do it quick, but uh, UFC Saturday, June the fifth, what ha- also happens to be my birthday. Woo, really excited uh, that uh, we've I've got a card that night. Hope together get together with a bunch of buddies and have a couple of pops and watch this uh, card. Uh, the two heavyweight fights uh, at the top of the card um, are going to be fun. Uh, we've got some real big bangers. Uh, Jereen, Jerezinho. Rosen strike against Augusta Sakai is the main event. Uh, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but uh, tell me your thoughts again. Uh, what do you think of this one?
1: I think it's going to be a great fight. You got uh, two guys that are, are, are great stand-up strikers going at it. And each has the ability to knock each other out within one or two strikes. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a huge battle between two huge Titans.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, they both can. Uh, they both have severe power in their hands and uh, can knock guys out with one, one or two shots. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a battle to see who moves up, up the ranks and uh, who starts moving down. Um, Walt Harris, uh, great story. Um, a lot of uh, tough times he's gone through in his life, still pursuing on and uh, gets to fight a really tough guy in March in Tubura. Uh, I, I look forward to this one a lot, too.
1: Yeah, uh, they both have very good wrestling skills, but I think their wrestling could kind of nullify nullify each other, and then we will just turn into a stand-up battle. Uh, and if it does turn into a stand-up battle, I think I give the advantage to Walt Harris in the power perspective between the two. Uh, we've
0: got Roman Delizze, uh, up and comer, uh, really, really, really strong guy f- fighting uh, Steropoli. That'll be a great battle. Santiago Ponzanibio fighting on this card. Going to be great. Uh, I like seeing Tom Breeze fight. He's fighting Antonio Arroyo. And uh, the main uh, fight on the prelims has Mr. Finland, Mokwan Amirakani fighting Kamuela Kirk uh fun fun fight i i love seeing mr finland fight all the time i've got some finland ties and uh yeah i always really cheer for a guy like him
1: yeah 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 man he's a fun fighter fun to watch uh but he's going to be in tough against kirk for sure in this yeah. uh, particular fight
0: and our canadian uh, friend of the show uh recent guest on complete sports media tanner Bozer fights elier latifi the swedish uh, What's his nickname again? The Swedish, Swedish Hammer. Sledgehammer. Hammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got the bulldozer against the sledgehammer. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm sure cheering for Tanner. I hope he can win and we can get him on uh, in a victorious um, podcast uh, next week.
1: Yeah. And I think what uh, uh, Tanner's um, advantage in this fight will be his, uh, is just his movement. I think he's just going to actually be quicker than Latifi. I think he's going to be a lot quicker than Latifi. Yeah. So uh great card as always.
0: Uh, we hope uh, there's no big changes. Hope there's no problems with the weight cuts and there's uh, nothing COVID related to stop um, a, a lot of this card, but uh, yeah, we'll see in a few days when they get the weigh-ins and get together. But um, yeah, another uh, fight card. Uh, it was kind of strange uh, having a Saturday night off. Uh, didn't really know what to do with myself. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, this week we won't have to find out. Uh, I'll be sitting there watching with some buddies, uh, enjoying the UFC and having a couple pops.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's going to be great to see the UFC back on, and uh, we can expect uh, events to be held every weekend this month of June. So it's going to be fun. Thanks, man. This was awesome. Uh, had a really
0: good time, as always. Uh, great to break down the NBA playoffs, man. Uh, it's really fun to see the uh, series start, you know, evolving and emerging, and see who's um, who's still really really close and who's starting to, you know, separate themselves from the pack. Uh, that East is starting to really become a picture that's easy to see. West is is not quite yet, uh, but by next week. Uh, almost all these series should be figured out and uh, we'll be able to start figuring out the rounds as
1: they go on. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see what teams actually do find, uh, finally come out of the West and uh, uh, looking forward to the second round for sure.
0: I'll start working on a, a double meal for you as well. And uh, I'll start dropping off great uh, dinners for you. Hopefully uh, we can uh, both eat like Kings and uh, be happy guys. Every time we do this podcast every Monday, thanks a lot. Uh, have a great week. I'm so happy that you're off. I don't know if you've taken this length of a time off in a really long time. So I'm, I'm super happy that you're doing it.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it's been a long time, uh, but it, it's been great. And, uh, it's nice to feel rested for once kind of now awesome okay man take care um yeah and
0: I'll I'll, I'll be in touch over this um, launch of the complete media network and like i said yeah if you have some people in mind uh, we really want to yeah get the word out we would love to promote some great restaurants some great uh, bars tasting rooms uh we want to promote people uh, our goal is to just promote 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 everybody has something that they want to promote let's uh, let them get on the network so they can do
1: it oh yeah definitely uh we'll, we'll be in touch for sure got some ideas
0: sweet okay buddy all the best take care I'll talk to you soon
1: okay bye for now
0: okay cheers bye for now okay well that's another great edition of the complete sports media podcast on the complete Media network, uh, super excited. Uh, the countdown timer is going, everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope uh, we can get the excitement level up, 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 and everybody can be as thrilled as we are. Uh, thanks so much for your support, as always. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to uh, being able to bring you so much more content from so many more areas. I know some of you aren't sports fans out there. Uh, we do appreciate you still. Uh, being fans and and watching in Uh, I think now I've got you covered I think we've got uh, something for everyone and uh, yeah hopefully you are able to make us a part of your week every week and um, yeah we look forward to talking to you soon take care of yourself love you lots bye for now